When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The banged up Buckeyes are back on the practice field. Letterman Row back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center to talk to Ryan Day and Jim Knowles as we prepare for Rutgers Week. The 40-year vet Tim May, Andy Backstrom, it's me, Spencer Holbrook, back for another practice report. Uh, fellas, we're going to get housekeeping just to start, so then we don't have to do that in our takeaways. Housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, Emeka Ibuka is expected to practice this week. Check. Devin Brown is expected to practice this week. We'll see what his status is. Didn't sound as confident in that one. Check. He's going to be back on the practice field. Back on the practice field, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's back, as in like Mecca Buka is expected back. Um, Mecca Buka almost played on Saturday. Could have played if they needed him. uh, We're going to go with uh, Mayan Williams out for the season with a procedure on – you know, unannounced procedure, unspecified procedure, but he is out for the season. The Buckeyes leading rusher from a year ago has been shut down for the year. And then Lathan Ransom, a peculiar uh, response from Ryan Day, who said that they will probably have an update on him later in the week. You can take that as a negative. You can take that as a positive. They just weren't ready to say anything about it yet. Early indications from Tim's sources, from Alex Lightman's sources, from people we've talked to say that it is uh, they have avoided the worst-case scenario with Lathan Ransom, which is always good news when you see somebody leave with a non-contact. So, but you want to let things settle down and really see what the situation is. I mean, yes. that, that's the main – settle down as in physically. Uh, so we're now we can get into takeaways. All of the housekeeping taken care of. Not a lot of updates on Kyle McCord or, for what it's worth. Yeah, Kyle McCord, yeah. It's not a lot of updates there. Um, just a lot of questions about him. But I'm going to switch things up and ask Andy what his big takeaway was first. Well, I think defensively, if Lathan Ransom is out, it seems like Sonny Styles we moved up to either the boundary or the high safety spot. We saw him at the high safety spot a little bit last week against Wisconsin. And then Jordan Hancock would still be in that nickel role, and they would see less of Sonny in that nickel position. So the way Jim Knowles was talking, at least in the interim, have to have some kind of plan if they don't have Lathan Ransom this week at Rutgers. So probably seeing Sonny Styles at the two other safety positions rather than that nickel spot. And then, you know, ride with Jordan Hancock at the nickel spot. So, But overall, I think the message for this defense right now is kind of reevaluate and get better even though they're playing so well. I mean, Jim Knowles said, like, I can never kind of take a victory lap midseason. It's constantly trying to reassess and reassess what they do have. So, the, you know, their foot's still on the gas at this point in the season, even though that they've given up no more than 17 points to any team this year. Yeah, big my, takeaway, too. Yeah, my big takeaway is from the Jim Knowles head part of it. Well, actually, I've got about five big takeaways, but one from the Jen Moza aspect of it, when I was asking about, you know, how you, do you ever get amazed at these guys just throwing their bodies in there? You know, I'm paraphrasing now, but throwing their, throwing their bodies in there, uh, hell bent on making a play, you know, and and just, do you, do you admire that? You know, and basically you do when you're a coach. You can sign up all kinds of schemes, but as he points out, somebody's still got to make the tackle. Somebody's still got to get the guy down on the ground. And of course, you know, the more you look at it, that play by Tommy Eichenberg at the goal line there on the uh, shovel pass to Braylon Allen, uh, which knocked Braylon Allen and ended up knocking him out of the game, uh, Wisconsin's uh, star running back. That was just just such an example of, number one, awareness, number two, of 
uh, ability, and then number three, being hell-bent to make the play and get him down. And, and like he said, Jack Sawyer kind of swerved around in there and got in on it too, and so did a couple other guys. But just that play by Tommy Eichenberg, man, that, that should be right up there in that Butkus Award uh, uh, when guys around the country are deciding who they're vo voting on for the Buckus Award, that should be a play they look at from Tommy Eichenberg of just the awareness of being able to make that play in such a moment at the goal line, um, ends up forcing them to kick a field goal. Um, pretty, pretty huge. My big takeaway was about Kyle McCord and not an injury update or anything like that, but just um, how he is after a week where he probably didn't have his best stuff. Ryan Bay said, you don't have a choice at Ohio State. You have to bring your best. And even when you're at your worst, you have to be average at worst. And there's a message in there of, you know, they know Kyle McCord has to elevate his game, but he also had some really good throws. And there were some moments where you could tell Ryan Day thought that he did some really good things. It's not that Ryan Day is just, you know, fluffing him up and saying that, uh, you know, he did some good things and we're proud of him. But, you know, you could tell that there were some really positive, uh, you know, takeaways from that game, such sure. as the, the throws to the boundary from the opposite hash, um, which are just ridiculously hard throws to make. Kyle McCord makes those look easy. The slant route to Carnell Tate looked really good. And, and Kyle McCord made that look easy, pulling it out and immediately throwing there. Um, I thought there were some really good things on the rewatch, and Ryan Day kind of confirmed that today. But there's obviously a lot of growth that has to happen with him. Uh, with Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota before you go up to Ann Arbor. So uh, a lot of positives, a couple of negatives, and the Buckeyes think they can get some things sorted yeah. out. And let me, you know, like Rob Aller from the dispatch uh, asked the question about uh, using the golf analogy. And, and Ryan Day is right. I mean, a quarterback, every, every player does, but especially a quarterback, you can't do anything about that shank into the woods. What matters now is the next shot. You know what I mean, and that's what that's what quarterbacks have to have to keep in mind because there were several shanks on Saturday. There were also several great drives right down the middle. You know what I mean? To say in that analogy, several great lob uh, lob wedges into the green by uh, Cal McCord. But the but the bad thing is, is some of those shanks off the tee uh, can put you in a tough situation, make a game much tougher. Than it needed to be, and there were several moments in that game where Ohio State, you know, like we keep talking about leaving points on the field, uh, man, it could make life so much easier for both the offense and the defense if they ever get past that. And every first-year starting quarterback I've ever seen here, I've been covering Ohio State for a long time. They've all gone through yeah. these, for one another term, staying in the golfer vernacular, these mid-round crises, you know, or a mid mid-tournament crises or whatever, and almost all of them have pulled themselves out of that funk. And I think you can see the potential is there for Cal uh, McCord to be as good as almost anybody in the country right now if he can get rid of the shanks. Yeah, well, I mean, Ryan Day said it, playing quarterback, that's the tough thing about it. One bad play can ruin your whole day. Yeah. He did have some good snaps, as Spencer mentioned, on Saturday at Wisconsin. The thing is, you know, there was a situation late in the game where Kyle McCord was on the sideline working on the bike. We weren't sure if he was going to go back into the game. Tristan Jebbia was warming up. Ryan Day was asked about that today. Like, how close was Tristan Jebbia to actually playing? What went down on the sideline? What made you confident that Kyle McCord could finish that game? Ryan Day said, well, you know, we talked to him. He said that he felt fine. Don't worry. I'll be good. They also were encouraged by the way he was playing in the second half. The intentional groundings kind of come to the forefront of your mind, but he did complete 13 of his final 15 passes, uh, I think seven of seven on his final passes yeah. in yep. that range. And so they were encouraged by the way he was playing, even hobbled, and they took his feedback and said, okay, we're, we're good with riding 
you know, him rest, the rest of the way to the victory. And I think that you know, he was asked, like, how does that differ from Mecca Buka? He was available, that he didn't play. They said you have to evaluate, like, what gives the team the best chance to win. You kind of get the sense that they felt like they could win without Mecca Buka, as valuable as he is. But they felt like they needed to put Kyle McCord in there to get them that two-score lead yeah. and win. In football one-on-one, you know, it, the quarterback is supposed to fix whatever goes wrong on a play. You know what I mean? That that's expected. I mean, it's a tough it's a tough position to play. If a blitz pickup is missed, if this is missed or that is missed, he's still expected to either fix it with his own feet, fix it with his arm, throw the ball away, or get it to the intended guy anyway. Uh, or just dump it, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. the one thing you can't, and this is, what, this is what gets Ryan Day going, I understand it. The one thing you can't tolerate from quarterbacks is turnovers. I mean, they happen, but those are the one, those are the cardinal sins. And, and, and Kyle really had one on Saturday that, boy, you just wish he'd thrown it away. He learned from that, you think, right? Mm -hmm. you, we won't know until they play Rutgers on Saturday, Saturday at high noon in SHI. Stadium. What do you think I was going to say there between I and Stadium? But anyway, SHI Stadium. Uh, but but that, that's the one thing that will drive a coach crazy. Well, I thought back to when Kyle McCord made that, I will call it a boneheaded throw there into the end zone. Right. I thought back to 2022 with C.J. Stroud, right. who was the number two overall pick, is tearing up the NFL right now, right. is playing very well, almost beat Georgia basically single-handedly as well Amen. as he played Wait in that minute. game. I'm in, the, I'm in the congregation. Go ahead. Amen. And against Michigan State, it's the first quarter. Ohio State has a 7-0 lead. And C.J. Stroud throws maybe the worst interception I've ever seen in my life directly to the chest of a bad Michigan State defensive back who takes it like 23 yards for a touchdown. What did like, I tell you yesterday when we did that video? Sometimes quarterbacks, anybody, just throws the ball. I mean, they and, know they're not supposed well, to do it, when, but, they, but they let it go, you know? When CJ threw that ball, it was like, what the hell are you doing? Why would you even consider throwing that ball? The same exact reaction with me on Saturday with Kyle McCord, who is not as a, does not have the achievement that, that CJ Stroud does, does not have the acumen or the Heisman Trophy bona fides that CJ Stroud had. But guess what? He made a bad throw. Yeah. And then he moved on and he completed 13 of his last 15. And he made a couple of bad decisions on intentional groundings and took him out of field goal range. Guess what? He finished seven of seven. And if he starts four of four against Rutgers, he's on an 11 pass streak. So like there are good and there are bad. And I'm getting on a little tangent here, but I'm getting really, really irritated seeing some of the discourse around Kyle McCord. Yeah. It's gone way too far. You know, you can, you can use the, the Honda thing. I think it's really obnoxious, but whatever. You can talk about him as not as good as CJ Stroud, that's fine. But like to say that he's bad or to say that he like can't do it is just stupid and it's wrong. Oh, yeah. And it, it just bothers me, you know, not as somebody who's trying to like lecture people, but it just as somebody who like, yeah. uh, you see it, you see the out routes, you see the, the slant route to Cardinal Tate, you see the touchdown pass to Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, this guy has it. And then you see the bad decisions, it's like, okay, he's still young. Can, can, can I jump? Well, I'm going to throw it to Andy too, because he hasn't why, talked in a while. I know, but Andy, he's getting ready. He's, he's gearing up. He's, he's reloading. Yeah. Um, he's in his he track shoots, position. He shoots Howard, howitzers. I just shoot a machine gun. Um, <laughs> That, that, that's the thing I asked. That's why I asked Ryan Day that question today about, you know, we saw where Dabo Sweeney went off on a caller, you know, just talking about why aren't y'all better? You know, you're getting $11 million a year or whatever. Why aren't, you know, everybody always is working toward, you know, being excellent. And the thing is, he's, Dabo Sweeney's feeling no more pressure right now than, than, uh, than Ryan Day. Ryan Day's under big time pressure. And the thing about it, we're sitting in these press conferences. I'm, 
and and he's answering questions and mainly the press conference is about everything that kind of went wrong mm -hmm. you know on saturday night in a big win that was a big win 24 to 10 at wisconsin this was a pothole game this was a game that that you know coming off that big win over penn state they could have fallen flat on their face the defense played exceptionally well with the exception of really one and a half drives agreed uh and then offensively yeah uh they, they screwed up. They could have, should have had more points. And it's just, to me, I, I don't even know how you deal with the fact that you're doing what you're supposed to do finally, which is getting the W, the wins. But but even you know you can be better. You understand what I'm, you yeah. know? And a lot of people, for whatever reason, dwell on the negatives. I mean, I think the negatives are key because it shows you how much better this team can be, but it also showed you how good they were even though these things happened. Well, it's the standard, and that's why he yeah. said you can't have. Yeah, but a what bad is the standard? Well, you know, who who sets the standard? The national championships they won here, I guess, right? And you're still yeah, waiting for the first. They don't win a national championship on, every day. Yeah. Let him, they don't I, go undefeated I, every year. Let him. As someone that has covered teams that struggle to get to six wins, that's like, what. Yeah, I I do appreciate everything that's going on, but I also understand why people are nitpicking. Because uh, ultimately, the end goal is to win it all, and they haven't done that in years, and, and there's a reason why. So they're trying to be perfect. Yeah, uh, as perfect as you can be. Some quick takeaways from me, aside from Kyle McCord. Uh, Kate Stover had zero targets. I asked Ryan Day about that. He said it wasn't for, wasn't for a lack of trying. Uh, there were plays designed for Kate Stover. Uh, also noteworthy, though, like he was mentioned as one of those guys that toughed it out. We don't know what the status is of Kate Stover right now. I asked Ryan Day about the tight end depth because we don't know what's beneath Kate Stover and G. Scott. We've seen Patrick Gurdon for these few yeah. snaps. He's a former preferred walk-on. I don't even know if he's on scholarship right now. Uh, you have seen Luke Montgomery at the tight end spot in blocking mm -hmm. situations. You've seen Caden Curry in a tight end position in blocking situations. If for some reason either Cade or G at whatever point in the season can't go, that's something to think about of what they do personnel-wise, if they can even do 12 personnel, are they comfortable in that situation? Uh, Spencer brought up and asked a question about just targeting to receivers in general. There were only four targets aside from Marvin Harrison Jr. at the receiver position. Brian Day said that's something they need to continue to work on. And then on the defensive side of the ball, just a few quick things for me. Hero Canoe got in, and I was watching Gak that game and the stop he made in the fourth quarter, shedding a blocker and making a tackle. That was great to see from a young player. And then Cody Simon, we didn't talk a lot about him because he hasn't been playing as many snaps the last two weeks, but still another quarterback on the field to help kind of along the same lines as Tommy Eichenberg. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yep, but, he, but, but he made, uh, Jim Knowles made the reference, so he, he seemed to be in there on the three and outs. And I'm right. sitting there in my head, you know, <laughs> if, I, if, if that was my moment to be asking questions, I almost blurted out anyway. I said, well, man, maybe you need to have him in there more often, you know, for the three and yeah. outs. Or, I mean, uh, it's interesting because you can see him coming on big time. That's a, but that's a, that's a, that's a, a good problem conundrum to have with him and Seal Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. You know, they've got three quality uh, linebackers right now, I think, playing at a very high level. If you're trying to go see Ohio State Rutgers and you don't have the official coach's gear of Ohio State or Rutgers and you don't have a pair of sunglasses or a hat that you could wear to sneak on the sidelines and, I don't know, maybe scout out a little bit of Rutgers or Ohio State, uh, and you're just trying to get a ticket to the game, not trying to be nefarious in any way, head to the GameTime app or GameTime.co, use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout, get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Ohio State Rutgers tickets are flying off the shelves, folks. It is going to be a packed, uh, raucous atmosphere in Piscataway. I believe they say pandemonium in Piscataway. SHI um, Stadium? Yeah, uh, Shy Stadium or Shea Stadium, if you want to be Shea. a little blunt. Uh, Got to be careful there. We're all three going to be there, so you might as well go as well and use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout to get $20 off your first purchase on the GameTime app or at GameTime.co, or you can just get a sideline pass if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, 
they also do this thing where if you use uh, game time, you buy a ticket, you find a ticket cheaper in the same section on a different app, then you send it into game time, they will give you 110% the difference. Hell of a deal. Uh, you save a lot of money, you save even more money because you use the game time app instead of one of those other ticketing brokers that just don't like you at all. So Terms to, apply, by the way. Yeah, good, good point, Tim, good save. Uh, Go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co. Use that promo code Buckeyes. Get $20 off your first purchase in that GameTime app, and we will see you over in Piscataway. Uh, closing thoughts from any, many, money. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, I asked Jim Knowles about Jack Sword because, you know, I've written about it a lot this week, and people are still kind of trying to get their head around how he can be good without the sacks, and I think that Jim Knowles confirmed what I was thinking, a lot of us have been thinking, is that, like, if you watch back the game multiple times, you can see the impact he had. And, you know, he even pointed out that on all three of the plays in the goal line stand, Jack Sawyer had a role in in some way or another. And that's the way this defense is playing right now. Like, they aren't going to get each defensive end the sacks. Like, JT has gotten, I think, four and a half so far. But to think that both are going to have those numbers or even close to that, it's just not the way this is working. But the, the kind of factor he is right now against the run, and this whole team has been great against the run, especially of late. I think can't be overlooked right now. Yeah, good story on the goal line stand, by the way. And uh, you're exactly right. I'm, I'm looking at this is this offense, if it gets a Mecca Buka back this week, and by the way, I wouldn't push that envelope either, man. If it's not until the Michigan State, the primetime game against Michigan State, or uh, that's next week now, or, or Minnesota the next week, the more time you can put between that injury, and I'm just keep repeating that, the better off the player is. Uh, fact he was standing there he went through warm-ups even ran looked some, good yeah even ran with the first team you know occasionally on the on the last part of the warm-ups and stuff but then he didn't step in there as soon as Xavier Johnson started the game uh, that was an indicator that uh, yeah Mecca one more week man uh, I think that's a good deal but just you just keep thinking about how much better this offense can be I know it's eight games into the year but you just you you can see it on paper how much better this offense can be if everybody uh, shows up. Now, of course, Mayan Williams is not going to be back. It looked like Chip Trainum was back on the Chip Trainum train uh, this past week, the way he was running the ball. But without a doubt, there's a huge difference with Travion Henderson in the lineup and Travion Henderson not. We all saw that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, if Travion Henderson can stay healthy, you know, they can really go places with this offense and uh, get kind of special by the time this year is done. Yeah, the Buckeyes still have three weeks between them and a date in Ann Arbor. First up is a trip to Piscataway, the, the final road game of the year other than that trip to Ann Arbor. But that just feels like its own season on its, you know, in and of itself. And what, I think the we trip would, to Piscataway? No, the, the trip to Ann Arbor. I think we would all agree <laughs> no, with that. That's a, that's, a one, that's a one-game season after an 11-game season. Piscataway. So we're going to head to Piscataway on Friday. We've got plenty of coverage coming before then, though. Players we're gonna, are going to speak on Wednesday ahead of Ohio State versus Rutgers. Letterman Row will have full coverage of that where you can get – one dollar for one month that gets you through the michigan game almost up to the college football playoff announcement assuming the buckeyes are in the conversation still that is so much cheaper than peacock yeah i think they will be in that conversation tim made the 40-year vet his contents there for one dollar for the next month andy backstrom his is as well i'm spencer holbrook go to lettermanroad.com get all the recruiting coverage you need as well from matt parker and alex gleitman and we will see you over there at lettermanroad.com we'll see you back in here on wednesday for another practice report until then we're going to go get to work